Here at Big South Media Day in downtown Charlotte with head coach Kevin McGeehan. Coach, this tournament is now based in Charlotte, both the men and women this year. How does that change the emotions for the fan base and for the programs being able to play in one spot this year in the Big South tournament? Uh, I think it's I think it's going to be really cool. Um, you know, anytime you get all the teams together in the same location, it really does, will have a tournament type feel. Um, you know, I think Charlotte's a great location. Uh, headquartered here, you know, with the Big South office and all the, you know, it's kind of central to the to the footprint of the conference. Um, so I think a lot of schools will be able to. You know, represent well and get to the get to the games, and and uh, it should be cool. I mean, we've always wanted to have uh, a neutral site tournament. Um, I think we were successful with our, our model of having on-campus sites, but you know, I think this has definitely has a tournament feel, which uh, I think I think makes it special for the kids. You know, which is the most important thing. Um, and we're very fortunate to be here in Charlotte because I think that's a that's a good spot for us. The men's model a little different this year in the women. Seated with divisions, north and south division. Your team is the preseason favorites in the north. How much do you take out of that preseason expectation? Um, I think it's first of all, it's a great honor, you know, in that, in that I think it means that the coaches in our league and whatever media is involved in the voting has identified us as a good team. I think it also, oftentimes, is indicative of experience. Um, so we bring back a good experienced team that was successful last year and naturally that would be the case. That being said, last year we were picked 10th out of 11 teams and we finished second. And so we didn't put a lot of stock in it last year and we're not going to put a lot of stock in it this year. It's nice, but at the end of the, at the, end of the day it's what, where you are at the end of the year that matters. Uh, we're going to use it as, um, you know, motivation because there's expectations and there's no expectations that we aren't already putting on ourselves. You mentioned the returning talent. 99% of your roster comes back. What's the greatest asset of having all those players back in your program? Um, continuity, um, experience, but I do think that uh, we have good kids in our program. So, you know, you could bring back 99% of a bunch of guys that are not into it or are not the best kids, and that's not the case with us. We got really, really good guys that work hard, that you know know what our goals are, know what our foundation, our core values, and the things that we we think are important, and they they live it. Um, and so those things are exciting for a coach when you when you um, you know get to see it every day, and you kind of know the. The, the genuine um, care about us and our success uh, runs throughout the program. So, you know, head coach to, you know, to our manager, uh, every single guy is, is totally bought in. And, you know, that's, that's really exciting. You mentioned that buy-in. Clearly last year was an uptick season. Your team had low expectations. They proved those and got to a conference final. What's the best part now about being sort of a team with expectations and a team that wants to live up to those and get back to a conference final? Yeah, I mean, I think we've just raised the bar. And, and um, you know, since we walked out of the locker room at, at um, or I'm sorry, sat in the locker room at Winthrop last year and, you know, tried to not say goodbye to our guys was the, you know, the rally cry of let's, you know, let's bring up, let's, let's call come back and let's, 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 let's try to win this thing. And, and so that has been the, 
you know, the, the theme, I mean, I'm not saying we talk about it every single day, but that's the underlying theme of what we're trying to do here. And we're not, you know, we're not concerned about it. We're, we're, we're excited by it. We're, we feel like there's a challenge. We know there's going to be a target on our back. Um, but this conference is so challenging. Every single game is hard. So whether we're uh, picked, picked second or picked to win the North or we're picked you know fifth and it doesn't really matter because that fifth team is coming to win and coming to play and our guys know that you know and, and they'll be reminded of that that you know every single game is a challenge it's hard you know it's it's super competitive coaches in this league and the players in this league are top notch and um you know and that's an exciting part of of the job is like you're if you win this thing you've earned it You've earned it every single time out. Every Wednesday and every Saturday, you're going you're gonna to get a game. There's no gimmies. You do return two all-conference players, Jordan Whitfield on the second team and Cedric Henderson, named to the first team preseason. What about those two players separates them as elite people and as elite players for your program? Um, just work ethic, you know, I think. Um, you know, Jordan's just a tremendous worker. Um, you know, when he was young, he would... He was a worker, but he kind of worked like uh, in obscurity or whatever. Like he kind of did it on his own, and he kind of did it the, his own way, the way that he sort of probably grew up working out and training, and it wasn't as connected to what we were doing. And over the course of his career, he's figured out how to be the super hard worker and the guy who cares so much about getting better and figured out how to make that mesh with the way we were trying to play and the positions he was going to be in and put himself in and we were going to put him in so he could maximize his potential. Um, you know, I walked into the practice gym probably, you know, two, three weeks ago uh, before practice and he was in there shooting and he had tape on all four of his, you know, fingers on his right hand. And I said to one of my assistants, what's, what's the deal with that? Oh, he's just he just shoots so much that he's gotten cuts on his fingers. And I was like, okay, that's that's a worker. I mean, you, you don't have to have a badge of honor like that, but it's an indication of how hard he works at the game and how much he cares about getting better. Um, you know, same with Cedric. Like, you know, one of our goals with Cedric this summer was, you know, nutrition, strength, really trying to change his body. He's been such a highly successful player in his two years with us, but like. Um, you know, he still was still a little bit on the slighter side. I think he played last year at 185. I looked at him yesterday or two days ago. He had the sleeveless uh, look going in practice. I think usually he wears an undershirt or something, so I hadn't really noticed it. And I said, my goodness, like, right. he looks like a different guy. Uh, I talked to our strength coach, Jamie. I said, what's he weighing now? And I was like, oh, he's like about 205. And, like, you can see it in his arms. You can see it in his backside. Like, he's really filled out, and it's like – Okay, well, like he, so he's been working. Like, I think the work ethic of those two guys um, really sets the tone for our group, you know. And and like, it's hard to come in as a freshman and not live up to the. If your hardest workers are your best players, you're probably going to be pretty good. So outside of the Terminator, who's put on 20 pounds, clearly Jordan Whitfield's a player who stands out. What about this team is the most fun for you to coach on a daily basis? The guy, you know, we we talk about sharing the ball all the time and. You know, we count passes and all that stuff in our practices and our games. And usually that's a really good indicator when we're playing unselfish or getting good and the right shots for us. Um, 
and I think our guys really do live that. Like we just, we just really unselfish team and and care about care about playing together. Um, I think that's the thing that you know makes me excited to walk through the door every day because I know that at the end of the day we're going to be able to rely on that unselfishness and that willingness to share the ball and play together when we need it in games. Um, you know, you got you got to have some guys that are going to go, you know, get you a shot or make a play. But like our foundation and our core is so built on th- those values that I think we'll pick it, we'll figure out the spots to try to get guys in, in positions to do specific things. I think our foundation is really strong, and I, and and truthfully, I think our defensive uh, effort it's has continued to we've continued to evolve on the defensive side of the ball, and and I think that's. To me, that's exciting because it's fun to coach teams that are that are gritty. Um, you know, it's fun to coach thing, teams that are you know exciting on offense or play together. But it's also it's also fun to be to be gritty on defense. And I think we've we've evolved in that way over the course of this progression of this group. You mentioned that grittiness on defense. How have your players embraced that new personality or that new dogma defensively? Yeah, I mean, I think we I think we've done a good job on like. You know, sort of clarifying our principles defensively. Um, you know, with you know ball pressure and then our concepts. Um, we've been relatively adjustable over time with being able to shift schemes on ball screens and things like that. And that's going to need to be there again. But I think our core of kind of like, you know, trying to trying to get deflections and 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 being good and with pressure on the ball and that kind of stuff has has taken us to a level that we hadn't been at maybe uh, in the far past years, you know, where we just kind of, you know, we're much more thinking about being a positional defensive team and, and trying to, um, I think we're trying to dictate a little bit more, and I think that has rubbed off on the guys. I think they're excited, you know, picking up full and all that kind of stuff. Clearly, just being at practice a handful of times, the energy is higher, the, the, the buy-in from the players is bigger. As a coach, how rewarding is it to see your team build on what they did and even make that better with more effort and more intensity in practice? Yeah, I think it, I think it shows that there's a little bit of a hunger, that there's a focus. Um, you know, sometimes it's just clarifying. You're, you're kind of being real cl- clear and clarifying those goals. And, um, and that may, maybe helps us kind of laser point in, in, into our, um, in our effort and um, our intensity, and, and, and I think it's been there. I think the communication, the talk has been really high, um, which is, you know, obviously exciting. Um, because, you know, early in my time here at Campbell, I was like, couldn't get guys to talk. And um, now you walk in and, like, you know, you, you felt it, like, wow. It's like these guys are, you know, and, that, and that's an indicator that teams are together and they're bought in.